Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Etiquest, your cybersecurity compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner, and I will be your host for this episode of Secure Talk. Today, we are joined by Edward Walton from Microsoft. And Edward, I got to be honest with you, I, I lo- lost track of your title. What, what are you calling yourself these days? <laughs> I, I, sometimes I forget my title myself. It's good to talk to you again. So my official title, um, if you look inside the Microsoft Employment Portal, I am a technical specialist, but within that role, I am classified as a global black belt uh, for advanced security analytics, which is fancy speak that I cover Azure Sentinel um, and the workloads associated with it. In addition to that, the other uh, advanced threat protection products such as, uh, and I'm going to use the old names, uh, Microsoft Defender ATP, Azure ATP, and Office ATP, but about 70 to 80% of my focus is on Sentinel, Azure Sentinel. It would be fair to say that you have a very strong or firm understanding of Microsoft's security offering, but these days you're specifically working with Sentinel. Yes. Uh, Previously, when I was on an earlier episode of your podcast, um, we were talking about uh, Shadow IT, and I had a a deep focus around the uh, M365 E5 security stat and with a very... uh, deep focus on Microsoft Cloud App Security, which is the Caspi solution. But now I primarily focus on Sentinel and then the the complementing security products, both Microsoft as well as external security players to feed into Sentinel to give you that robust SIM solution. So um, unless there's a one-off, I'm, 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 I'm planning Sentinel and all the associated workloads that go along with that. Excellent. Well, I want to I want to do kind of a deep dive on Sentinel, and that's the um, I guess the the focus of, of this episode. But um, first, from a broader view, I mean, you know, traditionally Microsoft was never known as a security company. Obviously, over the last few years, there's been a major transformation, a lot of acquisitions, a lot of development, and I think the last time we spoke, we we kind of acknowledged the fact that Microsoft was. I wouldn't say fighting a battle, but 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 working hard to develop the the credibility that it did have um, a very significant security offering. Um, over the last year or so, how how have you seen things shape out in terms of the market awareness of what Microsoft has has to offer? It's like you said, Mark. It, it is, um, you know, I'll I'll say it. Microsoft was considered, you know, the the bar joke when you talked about security and Microsoft in the same punchline, right? But now Microsoft is a security company, and there are not many. You got a lot of companies that do security, but they're more like vendors. They may have point solutions, and inside their point solution, they may have a bunch of features. But when you talk about a complete security ecosystem um, based on several security detection, protection, um, and response vectors, you know, we do everything from identity to uh, obviously Sentinel is a sim. We, uh, we look at uh, user behavioral anomalies, you name it. So Microsoft is a security company by virtue of necessity, right? Because being one of the big three cloud providers and also being one of the premier software providers that has a, you know, a, a firm grasp on the collaboration 
you know, arena, we had to become a security company to protect our customers primarily and then to protect the organization itself, right? Because there are very few other organizations that get attacked as frequently as Microsoft or, or companies like that. So we are taken very seriously. And um, I don't put a whole lot of stake in places like Gartner and Forrester. They're great for what they do, but everything should be taken with a grain of salt. That being said, even now, you can start to see that we are in that visionary as well as up and comer. So very much a security company, very much a, a name say, and very much in the security arena as a as a friendly participant, meaning that we you know Microsoft has learned to play nicely with other companies and and partner up with independent organizations to contribute to the overall security arena and my share. So definitely in business to win but definitely in the business for the overall good and cybersecurity uh, health of, of all industries and, and people that uh, operate uh, in, 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 in IT as well as just consume uh, IT products. Yeah, I mean, I, I've noticed from our side as a Microsoft partner that um, there's a, a, an increasing awareness of the, some of the tools that are baked into, for example, M365 or O365, some of the encryption tools, some of the um, antivirus um, or threat detection tools. And there's an eagerness to deploy those because, you know, why not deploy what you've already paid for, right? And if it's there and you're not using it and you're going out for some third-party solution, uh, you're just duplicating a cost and you're creating these kind of seams uh, in your defense posture, right? Whereas if it's a holistic baked in tool, odds are it's probably going to be better. Plus you get, you know, you don't have to worry about updates and things like that. But to go from offering, you know, uh, data data protection tools or an MFA baked into Office 365, for example, to go from that to a full SIM offering uh, is, is a big step. You know, a according to a lot of industry insiders and to a lot of our customers. It just seems like, wow, yeah, we, we get that you can create these tools um, inside of, you know, the, the Microsoft workloads, but to create a SIM um, and go out there, go to market with that, that's a, that's a big step. What, um, and before you, yeah, so I'd like your response to that, but maybe first off, you could just talk a little bit about what Azure Sentinel is and then come back to my question in terms of um, going to the market and going against some of the heavy hitters in the SIM space. Yeah, so one thing about it is that as the product matures, it's no longer in its infantile states. I like to, I like to sort of give it in the same sense of, of as a student that's going to college. Right now, Microsoft it, with the Sentinel product is a sophomore. You know, I'm in the South. We call it sophomore, not sophomore, right? All right. <laughs> and so it is a sophomore getting ready to go into its junior year and that being said is that it is evolving and is in Sentinel in itself is sort of like a red herring right because the workloads and the compute and the capability that it makes up Sentinel is an Azure feature or Azure capability Sentinel is an intelligence and the rationale that is focused on security and what sims do and it lays on top of a cloud infrastructure that has already been proven Right. And so what we are using is those past services and SaaS services that exist in Azure. And so those have been matured and tested and vetted out and have use cases, because if you look at it and strip back, you'll see a lot of Azure monitor 
which is built upon log analytics, which has history with using things like OMS. So it has a maturity and a roadmap, and it has legacy. What they, what Microsoft did, is took security-minded intelligence features and functionality, and put it on top of a huge data repository or data repository capability. And now being able to go in and rationalize, rationalize that data and, and put out actionable insights and actionable intelligence, that's what's new. The things that are underlining up on the signal are not necessarily net new, right? I've found that when we uh, go into customers and if customers have that are very skilled in the underlining components, the learning curve for Sentinel is it, it flattens out so quickly, particularly if you're used to using Azure Monitor, Log Analytics, Application Insights, and as well as the query language, which is the base of navigating Sentinel, Kusto uh, Query Language, KQL. Customers that have that flatten curve out very quickly. Even if you don't have that experience, if you have SIM experience, Azure Sentinel's not different. So all these big heavy players, uh, Splunk, QRadar, AlienVolt, uh, Sumo Logic, you, you can name them. They all do the same thing, Mark, right? The difference is they don't have an ecosystem and the TI uh, threat intel that's inherent because they don't own or they don't lead in the other platforms that Microsoft dominates, right? I can't give you a, a, a flat or a, a scientific number, but I can always make a safe assumption that if someone is using a mail platform, eight times out of 10 is 365. And being able to pull that stuff from the ecosystem that we also own there, as well as a huge footprint on the on the still in the data center, huge footprint on the desktop, that that just lends to why we are a security company. Now, if you go look at certain ratings, you're going to have companies that have products that are just you know outperformance in certain you know certain you know pain points. But you you stated this earlier, if you can. Use what you've already purchased, reuse the skill set that you've already acquired by using some of our other products because some of them are transitive and can be recycled and reused. It makes the integration, which is a huge issue with a lot of products, so much less. So that is the strength of it, right? Rather than talk about what we do better than Splunk and what Sumo Logic does better than those conversations are nothing more than detractors. We talk about operational efficiency. And making sure that the people who have to who have to use these products don't get exhausted, because if you got to go and switch products and retool someone, you're not looking at the human cost of someone saying, "Man, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go somewhere else." And I'll touch on one other thing and give the give the floor back to you. The other knock I had heard was, "I don't want to be locked into a single company and using all of their products." Well, you're locked in whether you buy a single product. I'm not going to bash any competitor, but if you buy a SIM of any sort other than, you know, open source, Elk, Logstash, right, they're not cheap. I cannot think of any SIM solution that is not expensive. So when you talk about being locked into a thing, you're going to lock yourself in on pricing, implementation, and skilling that person. Because when that person gets really, 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 really skilled – that person is now very desirable by other places who do not want to build the talent up in-house. 
it's easier for me or another company to go steal someone than it is to build someone's talent up. That you know, so that's that's the way I look at having a conversation about Sentinel and Microsoft should always deserve consideration. Now, every every entity may not fit our model, but it should at least consider it. Wow, that's a lot of information, and I've got um, I do have some follow up questions there. Um, first off, I mean, you mentioned the the costs. Um, what what are the Sentinel costs compared to some of the Sims that are? I mean, you also mentioned Gardner, and I, I did. To be honest with you, I took a look at the uh, the Gardner. Uh, what's it called? The um, uh, Major Quadrant. Yeah, and and um, you know the, the 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 usual suspects that you mentioned uh, are up there: Splunk, IBM, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but let's let's just in terms of cost to Microsoft customers. If they're looking at um, adopting a SIM solution, you know where are you at with Sentinel versus um, some of these these other quote unquote leaders? Well, Mark, you, you you and I have known each other since I was on the partner side. You know I'm a straight shooter, right? Our part our pricing can be convoluted, and that is not because the pricing itself is difficult to understand. I believe that sometimes the way it's communicated sometimes gives you know our customers you know stars around their head because there are a lot of options, but I, I break it down when I do talk pricing. Here, here's how you price in them. We have some zero cost ingestion, mostly alerts from products, and then we have cost injection based on gigabytes. The more data that you bring in per gigabyte, that is the cost because you're paying for Azure Sentinel in two, in, in, in two factors. When you bring in data, data has to go somewhere, and the data repository for Azure Sentinel is log analytics and the log analytics workspace. That's where the data is ingested. Now, there are different ingestion models. So rather than try to go down each one, if you can ingest it into another SIM, you can ingest it into ours. We have a common denominator ingestion model, which is Ceph or Syslog. We also have some native connectors or what we call name connectors that when you go in, they sometimes coincide with a vendor that we have partnered with or they made a plug-in for it or we wrote it ourselves. So the ingestion model, don't don't get caught up on how to get it in. If it's out there, we can get the data in. It is then based on a price per gigabyte. Now, I'm going to give you the manufacturer's suggested retail price. When you bring in one gigabyte of log data into Azure Sentinel, and put it inside of a log analytics workspace. The log analytics workspace price is $2.30 per gigabyte. Okay, There is a $2 charge for Sentinel. And when you combine them, that's $4.30 a gigabyte. Okay, Now, that seems high. Well, high is relative. But that is because Sentinel is the rationalization and indexing piece that makes the data useful so that you can query it and put out information from that, right? That's what the Sentinel cost is. So I, the documentation is sometimes confusing, but people say, well, it's $2.30 for log analytics, and I got to pay again to ingest the data in the Sentinel. I'm like, no, it's all one. I don't know why uh, the product team calls it ingesting when it really is just rationalization. Once the data is in log analytics, and then Sentinel sees it in there. Sentinel does its own rationalization and properly formats the data 
so that it can use. It doesn't modify the data. It formats the data so when you write queries, you can get useful outputs. Now, there are things that affect the cost. If you commit to a daily ingestion amount based on 100 gigabyte increments, your price drops significantly starting at 50% for Sentinel just by going to uh, one of the higher tiers. Um, um, I think at 100 gigabytes, your first discount tier is 25% uh, for the Sentinel rationalization slash ingestion interchangeably. Now, the discount rate for log analytics, the repository, the discount is different, right? I think it's lower, starts off somewhere around you know 12%. So the more data you bring in, the lower the cost per gigabyte. What I've seen and why certain, you know, IT professionals, security, CISOs, directors say, oh my God, this is so expensive. You know what that is saying? Eight times out of 10 for every customer I've been in front of, unless they are a mature shop that either had a SIM in place or have very good logging methodologies, they've never set a value to the data they're ingesting. They, they are ingesting. And so when they see this cost, they go, oh my God, this is so much. We're like, well, have you put a value to all this data you're bringing in? What do you mean? Well, why are you doing it? Well, we've always done it that way. Well, who told you? Well, the, my predecessors told me. Should you be doing it? Well, I don't know. And so it's an exercise to go back and understand why are you bringing this data in? One of my peers in the engineering group said, collection is not detection. If you don't use the data you bring in, that data has no value. But if you use it by doing, you know, long tail analysis, proactive hunting, you are putting value to the data that you're bringing in. And it's also an exercise that a lot of organizations don't want to do, meaning what is the cost saving? Well, the cost savings is something you have never measured before because you need to go measure you're not buying storage mediums, both for active storage, hot, retention storage require, and backup of the, of the retention. Some people don't realize that if you have retention, you still have to back up the retention sometimes based on regulatory compliance. Now you're looking at switch fabric, HPAs for the, for the SANS device. Sometimes you need a front head server. You have cooling, power, a building to put it in. You have to have um, circuit requirements. And so when you go out and do a true total cost of ownership, sometimes that's daunting for folks who don't want to be reminded they didn't do it right the first time. But if you do do it right and you have a cloud mindset there is savings to be had. And make no doubt what Microsoft has done with this product. Resistance is futile. <laughs> you're, going to see other, you're going to see other companies emulate this. And right now, in my humble opinion, right, I don't speak for the company. I've only seen two companies that are poised to do this right away if they, if they commit to it and go forward with it. That is Google and AWS. And that's because they have the the two other most robust cloud platforms and they can build it in the cloud truly and not just go take a SIM that's built on premise, install it in IaaS and put it on somebody else's cloud. That's not a cloud SIM. Those two companies are poised to do it. Everyone else is going to try to make arguments that, oh no, you should keep it on premise and you can install that stuff in our cloud. Well, if you're installing something in Microsoft cloud, 
and you're using our cloud, you really don't have a cloud sim. You have your sim in our cloud, or you have a sim in AWS's cloud, or you have a sim in Google's cloud. So that's wow. a long answer. That was a long but information-packed answer. Thank you for that. Um, so, you know, and I, I don't really want to spend too much time on the pricing thing, but, you, you know, you mentioned the, the Microsoft pricing model. You, you explained that very well. Um, in terms of other, you know, those, those, those uh, leading SIM, SIM tools, I, I think most of them have a, a type of a, a licensing type model as well. And um, what's, the, what's the licensing structure for Sentinel? Oh, that's easy. This would be a short answer. Uh, you have to have a subscription, which is how you pay for the compute, and you have to have a tenant where you put the compute in. So there is no licensing involved with Azure Sentinel. You just need to be an Azure consumer. And once you are in there, by virtue of being in Azure, you enable Sentinel once you have the underlying components ready to go. You deploy it. So you can deploy Sentinel and have zero cost. You do not have to ingest anything. So you can run the back-end components of Azure Sentinel, such as Log Analytics, um, the storage repository, Logic Apps, which is our SOAR capabilities, you know, a security orchestration and response. And that's a cost. It's super minuscule, though. So you can turn Sentinel on and incur zero cost. Yeah, right? I, There's I, no licensing. I, and I asked that. It was kind of a loaded question because I've probably been in maybe five or six calls in the last two months with customers who – weren't aware of that and were actually kind of shocked that they could actually turn Sentinel on without, you know, signing some kind of complex licensing deal, incurring additional costs, et cetera. But like, hey, no, you've got it. It's there. Just turn it on. Flip the switch. And then, mm -hmm. and then if you, as you said, if you start consuming um, in some of these other areas, then it's, it's pay, pay as you go. Uh, but we can, we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Let me ask you um, <clears throat> this. Earlier you mentioned uh, the, the, the price of talent. And I, I think I was following you, and I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking that you were talking about talent for some of these other SIM tools, possibly also for Sentinel. What do you see like in large enterprise deployments? Let's say companies, you know, 5,000 uh, 5, seats on up. Are their costs more around the technology or around the talent to deploy and, and run Sentinel? Uh, the talent. Uh, because, you know, if you're already in the cloud, you're probably used to the subscription-based and pay-as-you-go model with obviously discounts and concession based on, you know, who you are, what you have, what your licensing agreement is as far as an EA and stuff like that, right? Um, and if you're a huge con consumer of Azure, I believe that there's something called an Azure Commit discount where if you buy, you know, upfront a number of credits and dollars – it's cheaper than buying pay-as-you-go. But the talent is the thing because, you know, Sentinel is not new, is not old, and still there is a little bit of a shortage of the particular talent if you are looking for the keywords Sentinel. But if I was hiring, I'm going to look at a resume that has experience with Azure data products, Azure monitoring products, and Azure um, administration and, and enterprise architecture because those skill sets are the backbone that make Sentinel up, right? Now, if you can find that, you can turn someone into an Azure Sentinel, at least an administrator. They may not be an architect or a security operator or expert, but to deploy it, it's not expensive, but to get that skill and then turn them into a security-minded individual 
that's a time investment you have to have. Also, if you have someone that is familiar with the Microsoft security stack as part of either Azure, because there are a lot of Azure security tools that we're not even talking about right now, right? Azure Security Center, Keyball, all these things, right? But if you got an M365 person that's really good at Defender ATP, uh, Azure ATP, uh, Azure AD protection, those things, they are familiar with some of the aspects that make Sentinel a truly compelling product, meaning they know how to take the data out of those products, put it in Sentinel, and now you only have to teach them how to manifest things in Sentinel that correspond to alerts and incidents. So finding a talent raw could be hard, but finding ex talent that has exposure to the Microsoft pat, uh, a product suite, that's not super hard. You just got to get them used to coming in and, and using Sentinel. The bad part about that is, is that SIM operators or and and SOC operators tend to be these, you know, uh, unicorns. You can't find them, right? And and that's true. It's hard to find a good Splunk person. It's hard to good find a good QR radar person, right? Someone you can validate. And then there's a risk associated with it too, because if you're looking, someone else is looking, and if they can't find it, they'll come out to yours. And so, going back to it. The cost of it is not really hard once you go through your due diligence and the finding of the individual for it is not really super hard either as long as you know what you're looking for and don't get caught up on the word Sentinel. If I'm looking for someone, I don't have to see Sentinel on their resume. I know the key components that I'm looking for. And if they have a security background, we can turn them into a Sentinel operator, architect, deploy person, or consultant. And I'm assuming that um, Microsoft has some certification programs Specifically for Sentinel? No. Okay. How are they not, right? Uh, so Wrong assumption. <laughs> well, there are some certifications. Like I have the uh, MS500, which is I am an M365 security administrator or expert or something. And then I also have the AZ, AZ being the designated for Azure, and I'm an Azure security uh, expert, right, because I passed the AZ500. Those don't, those don't really drive into me being a Sentinel person. This is me having an understanding of the security products related to those two platforms. Now, partners have gone through a process to become, you know, Sentinel competent. So I have peers that operate on the partner side and a lot of partners who want to make Sentinel part of their MSSP solution, Managed Security Service Provider Solution, they have been tested and vetted by, you know, looking at their, their skills around Sentinel as well as creating an offer around it. But as far as an individual certification, let's say that I'm an Azure Sentinel person, no. Is one coming? Perhaps. I suspect that one's going to be coming in short order. Yes. Okay. So it just goes back to what you're saying. You don't necessarily have to look for that, the, the word Sentinel on their CV or resume, uh, but you look for the relevant experience related to Azure or other, other Microsoft security offerings. So... <clears throat> Let me ask you this. Let's talk more about the, uh, the, the, the product or platform itself. You mentioned earlier that uh, Sentinel was uh, in its soft, sophomore year, as, <laughs> yeah. as you say, in your, your neck of the woods. Um, what's it going to take for Sentinel to, to, uh, to make it up to be a junior, senior, and actually graduate? Um, that's a good question. Uh, there is no one right answer, so I'll give you three. Uh, and these are by no means... 
the exhaustive or comprehensive list, but this is what I would deem important on my history at Microsoft. And you know my background, where I came from. Number one, adoption by Microsoft partners to sell it as well as offer it or transform themselves into an MSSP to make it part of their managed security monitoring or service provider solution, right? So when you can get partners to adopt it and then deploy it for customers, and then also get partners to offer some type of managed solution around it, that helps it go from sophomore into its junior year. Sort of like I'm now choosing a major, right? Number two, it is understanding what the secret soft around Sentinel is going to be. Just being truly cloud native and cloud born is not enough. Um, I'm starting to see some super advancement around threat intel ingestion as well as user behavior. And these, I believe, are going to become part of our superpowers of, of, of the product. So product differentiation and what makes us different, right? Truly different. So just saying I'm in the cloud is not good enough, right? But truly different is the way we're looking at user anomaly behavior based on our other products and be able to do that, right? Number three, we got to simplify the pricing so that small to medium-sized businesses can benefit in the same manner that large companies can. Large companies can benefit for two reasons. They are probably ingesting huge amounts of data, and the more data you bring in, the cheaper it is, right? They probably have budget especially if they had a SIM in place before and they are looking to displace it so it's not foreign to them and they are not cost adversive. Am I saying that right? And so we have to make Azure Sentinel more attractive to SMB, small to medium-sized business, and small to medium-sized uh, corporate. Now, number three can be helped by number one. Number one, being a partner that can offer it in a managed service security provider method that can help with reducing the cost, either CSP type of thing, um, modifying the way that logs are coming in, and helping doing log rationalization. You don't have to capture every log. Not every log is equal. That being said, if you have a regulatory compliance that you have to adhere to GDPR, PCI, whatever it may be, SOX, you may not have a choice. But understand what you're bringing in, and, and, and partners can help drive that. Those are the three. Partner adoption and, and, and partner deployment and selling. Um, identifying what's going to be the next breakthrough innovation and, and something that says, yes, we, we never thought about it this way. And I think Threat Intel and, and, and uh, user behavior anomaly it's, it's number two, and number three, we gotta we gotta take care of the SMB guys. They're they're getting beat to death out here, right? Uh, and, and once we can do that and let them be able to uh, to absorb it, that's go, that's going to be the top three things. Excellent answers. Um, and it's funny, I had some follow up questions, but uh, by the time you got to the end of of number three, you'd answered my uh, my follow up questions related to. Uh, how are, how do you expect SMBs to go out and find the resources to <clears throat> to you know to to deploy uh, Sentinel or any other sim? And you just answered it and said, hey, you know they got they got to work with partners and, and that MS, MSSP 
um, offering, and which is a great opportunity for companies, you know, like the one I work with, Adequest, because we're a security uh, partner, and we just see that the more the, the the more robust Microsoft security offering is, the more opportunities for us to go out and, and deploy, both for for large enterprise companies who tend to after some time develop their own in-house team, uh, but definitely on an ongoing basis for the SMBs who have no real interest or the resources to uh, to to develop that. Um, mm-hmm. So, so Edward, yeah, we're running out of time here. Any any last thoughts? Anything else that you'd like to talk about in terms of Sentinel? Anything that um, you're you're excited about or uh, want to share with us? There, there are some great things that are coming out. If, if I had to share anything, I'm learning, right? So I'm only a year into this new team, and it's just fascinating. Though you know, I'm able to leverage a lot of the things that I'm good at, like you know, non Microsoft stuff. I'm really strong in networking, right? So that's allowed me to carve out. Uh, a little bit of um, expertise within my team, right? You name a, a security device or something, route switch or something, I've probably broken it, right? So I can get around it. So I'm loving the, 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 the continued integration of those products. I'm loving the, 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 the evolution of Sentinel in line to its cousin products, right? M365 and Microsoft Threat Protection Platform is evolving and, and Sentinel's right there to continue alongside of those guys. I'm, so I'm excited about the the, the even tighter integration with the other products that are coming along. I'm also t- super stoked about how the product is working with third parties. I am seeing huge amount of, of, of interest in running dual SIMs. People are like, I'm not going to displace this SIM. I'm going to run Sentinel right next to it because Sentinel's right. It's right next to where my cloud workloads are. It makes sense to deploy a log aggregation and collection closer to where my cloud um, SSR. And even if you're in AWS and Google, wait till you see the advancements and be able to pull that telemetry over. So I'm excited about that. We're not a monolithic, myoptic entity as far as doing this. We understand that these other companies had a, a head start, but a head start is the finish line. If there's no defined finish line, then you really don't have a head start. I just got to run you down. That's all I got to do. And that's, you know, I, I'm a marathoner, right? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got twenty six point two miles to run you down, right? Uh, and this game of security, there is no finish line. So the ability to innovate is going to be the de- determining factor. Do we fall behind? Do we catch up? And do we do we leap ahead? The other thing is I like about this, and I'll, I'll close it out with this. Why I'm really excited about Azure Sentinel. The shortcomings in the SMB market is also uh, has a strength to it. No one can allow you to take a product and kick the tires like Azure Sentinel. You can go stand it up. You can stand it up and pay for it. You can get a free trial and run it for a limited amount of time. You can run it through its paces, and you don't have a heavy lift. So there's no need to be afraid about, man, I I, I can't do it. How many other products do you know that you can go out and do a full-fledged POC and not buy a single piece of SIM equipment. Now, you may have to have some logging pass-through, such as a syslog server and some stuff like that. But think about it. Other companies are going to run a POC for you. They don't let you run it in their environment. Or if you do run it in theirs, there's probably going to be some type of caveat that if the POC doesn't go, you owe for this equipment. Or you bought that equipment is, is yours. Now it's not able to be used. Right? Yep. If you bought it from HP, you bought it from Dell, there are no returns. You own it. I don't know what you're going to do with it. Turn it into a media streaming server, but you're not returning it, right? But with a 
a a infrastructure that's managed for you, you can you can have a staged POC and reduce your risk and help change your mindset from capex to opex. That's what I'm that's what I'm excited about. Changing the mindset of how people procure uh, IT resources. That's, Changing their minds. That's awesome. Hey, Edward, I got to thank you. I mean, your 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 expertise, your passion and excitement uh, around Microsoft's off offering, especially Azure Sentinel, rings loud and clearly through here. Um, you've given us a lot of helpful information. And uh, hey, look forward to, uh, to crossing paths again one day soon. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know we're in the opposite sides of the country, and I don't know when we get to see each other. So the only way we can... We can do it over Microsoft Teams, and then we'll. Uh, I'll send you some beer. You send me some beer. We'll get on Teams and toast. That's uh, that's the best idea ever, man. Right there. <laughs> All right. Talk All to right. you soon. Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk.